Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, this is Jen and Julian, and you're listening to X Appeal Season 2, Episode 8. Yay! (laughs) Welcome. Um... So I know the by the time this airs, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, will be like. First of all, I know we're all we're all sick of it, right? Yeah, you're sick of it. I'm definitely sick of it. Um, we talked about it probably every single day for three weeks straight on you Extra. About it, yeah, on Extra, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was just like you know, it was fascinating for people to see this this court case like play out on live TV. Um, and just like all the internet memes that came out of it, I think yeah. it was crazy. Um, and I, I watched the TMZ, uh, there's like a TMZ documentary about mm-hmm. it too. I watched that last night. I don't know why I'm so fascinated by it, but so everybody else is too. So whatever. Um, so, so the one thing that I've noticed and okay, f- for anybody who's, you know, not, who's not living in, in the world and, uh, is living under a rock, uh, the Johnny Depp. Amber Heard case, Johnny Depp won yeah. uh, his defamation case. And I'm not saying that fans aren't allowed to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But can they celebrate like a little quieter? <laughs> because I, and follow me here. There's, there's just like something about the mega pints and the hordes of fans, like cheering him on while he's partying in London uh, chasing him around everywhere. You know, I think we've all forgotten that he lost his case in the UK. So as far as the UK high court's concerned, he did all that shit. Like He's an abuser. Um, but I think everybody here forgets it. And I know this is like an unpopular opinion, right? But I mean, as somebody, maybe I'm just speaking from the perspective of somebody who was, you know, like a little psychologically abused by two mm-hmm. men who have more money and more power than me. But for some reason, like this just hits a nerve. I think there's something about the demonization of Amber Heard and the glorification now of Johnny Depp that bothers me. And I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way. It, I think you're, you're more immersed in it because like, for example, me not really paying attention to it and not caring. I've barely seen any posts or any celebratory about any celebration about it. Like I've seen yeah. a few memes here and there that just made me chuckle, but I am not even remotely aware of people celebrating or. or oh anything. yeah, I mean, there's no oh. virtually like if you ask anybody, it is the 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 court of popular opinion is heavily skewed in favor For of sure. that. But then again, like I think you're more, it might annoy you more than most people because you're you're in it way more, right? Like the random person who works whatever in accounting in the middle of America, he's not necessarily paying. He's not like bombarded with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That's not his center of interest. Yeah. But I mean, you just, you know, you just see it more. So it might annoy you more than the average person. 
I don't know. I think it's, I think it's more than that. If we can have like a broader conversation about it, like really quickly, like, I think, I think that this is like a watershed moment in that this is where the me too scale is being tipped. Like mm-hmm. I almost feel like the, the reaction from people has been so extreme and so pro Johnny Depp and so anti Amber Heard. That it's almost like this is backlash against the me too movement. Uh, well, yeah, but also if you look from a man's perspective in the last few years, men are just scared to do anything because otherwise they're scared to be me too'd right away. Or it, it's, it's, I think it comes to a point where men are questioning, good men are questioning defending themselves in mm-hmm. case anything happens, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I didn't do anything wrong, but because of everything happening and because of all these bad apples who, you know, fucked up some girls, fucked over some girls, now, what if I get me too'd for something that I didn't even do just because a girl decided to, you know, to, to, to mess, mess with me? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I agree. The men have really had to watch what, they've, what they've said. Yeah. And the fact that that happened to Johnny Depp and that he is still okay and he did win his trial gives us a little bit of fairness and sense of like, okay, so not every case is going to be against us. If, yeah. you, if you are actually legitimately defending yourself, you can technically be, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. Right. So, yeah. So I, I think that's where it's tipping up because there, there's a moment where everything was for me too. And no, yeah. it, it seems like men had no say in whatever. And now it's like tipping in a little bit. Like this one guy actually like was able to kind of get right now, whatever he did, was that wrong? Yes. But it was, it seems like it was in result of her. So, yeah, no, I think, I think there is something to that. I think there's something there. Uh, and, and I knew it, it was going to happen eventually. I knew that at, there's going to be some event or some accusation that's the beginning of this swing in the opposite direction of the pendulum mm-hmm. when it comes to the Me Too movement. And I think that was, I think this was it. I really do. I'm wondering what's like going to happen from here out. I mean, I know it that you know, like it's always like that. If you look at, just look at, um, just politics too, right? Yeah. It's a huge step forward with, you know, the main thing that comes to mind is like gay marriage. And now you have, you know, certain states that go even more restrictive. So it goes one way and then it goes back, like where yeah. you make two step forwards and then three back and then yeah. forward. So, but you know, I, 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 as a, you know, long story, long story short or whatever, uh, I, I do think that at the end of all this, what, what me to accomplished for women it, is significant. I mean, yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. There were, there were sacrificial lambs on both sides. Um, and I'm sure there, there were some men who got accused, uh, and, and of things they didn't do and were canceled unfairly for it. Uh, yes. Careers have been lost. Um, lives have been destroyed on both sides. Um, I sound like Donald Trump right now. Uh, <laughs> but basically Whatever, whatever that took to kind of bring things back into perspective, and and even if it even if it makes one person more careful about what they say to a woman uh, in the workplace, okay, then then maybe it was all for a good thing. Maybe it was all for a good reason. Yeah, um, to me, it's kind of like s- s- synonym to like like America. It seems like. It's very hard to find the middle ground. It's always both two extremes. At least what you see in the news, as much as I want to say probably 80% of the US population has a middle ground and is a little bit left, a little bit right, and they're like this and that. 
Yeah. All you see on TV is the super liberals or the super Republican, the super religious or the super like, you know, the, yeah. the, they're the, the ones with the biggest super, megaphones. Exactly. The ones that are super pro abortion, the ones that are super against it. Is it yeah. there's, no, there's no, they never showcase, they never showed like the middle ground people. So I think it, it, yep. that's, that's, that's kind of like what you're saying. And this is kind of a tangent of a tangent, but you look at Matthew McConaughey, right? And how he um, made that plea in Washington. Yeah, that was about, great. About control. I thought it was great. It was awesome. He's, yeah, he's trying to meet people in the middle. He went on Fox News. He went on, I think it was CNN. Uh, and, and some people were wondering, why would you ever go on Fox News? It was, it, he, that's the smartest thing for him to do. Yeah. He because he's trying to get people... He's trying to meet people where they live yeah. and try to bring both sides together and, and agree on something. Because if you don't, nothing's going to get done. Oh, for sure. Uh, the, uh, I, the, the, I only saw one, uh, one meme of the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing that I actually thought was funny. It was, it was, uh, it was saying Johnny Depp is the first man to ever win an argument against a woman. And I was like, that's, that's fucking funny. <laughs> it's funny because there's some truth in that. There's yeah, I know. He, he, he won. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so now to the, now to the, let's, now the reason that we're, we're here, uh, yeah. today's, today's topic. So I was, um, in the makeup chair with my colleague and my friend, Rachel Lindsay. Mm -hmm. She was telling me about how her friend, Becca Kufrin, who was the former bachelorette, she is proposing or she already proposed to her now fiance. Okay. Uh, Thomas, what's his name? Thomas Jacobs. Okay. And I thought that's kind of a, that's kind of a cool thing to do a podcast on in general, because she is flipping the script when it comes to traditional ideas of maybe marriage, engagement, children, yeah. even. Uh, and we kind of got into this like debate, you know, and, and it never even occurred to me, this is how much, how little I think about this. It never even occurred to me that, yeah, I mean, I could propose to Jared if I wanted to. Yeah. I think there's wasn't no there a movie made? I I can't. What? There's a movie that was made. Was it Leap Year? I don't know. <laughs> I remember there was a movie where like Leap Year is like that one year every four to five years. We have more days or something. It's like yeah. a specific year. And that's a leap year, think, yeah. And I think it's it's like that one time where I think it when it's Scotland or whatever, where women are allowed to propose. <laughs> I remember seeing that movie. So on, you can look at this like, oh God, so many different ways. I mean and this is why I want to talk to you about it because I know that you're very non traditional when it comes to to yeah. marriage and engagement and like, you know, male female yeah. roles in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted, I kind of wanted to pick your brain on that. Like, what do you think about the idea of a woman proposing to a man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Okay, I knew you wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at it. Not I mad. knew it. Do you know? It's almost again, like the less like, responsibility that a man can have in the relationship, the better it is for it's you. Not about that, but we're, I feel like we're constantly pushing for equal rights, for equal this, and women is as good as men, and they can get paid the same as men and, and all that stuff. But then when it comes to romantic stuff, we want to keep it old school like in the 40s. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. It's, it, it's the same thing as when we 
we say a man should be paying for everything. No, in the 40s, women didn't work. In the 20s, women didn't work. Yeah. So now why would a man pay for every single thing if a woman is working and she's just stacking up on the side? Well, we're not we, we, so yeah, I don't want to get. I know, no, it's, 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 it's not about that, that trail, but it was just like it goes back to that. It's just it's yeah. all part of the same thing. So, so then, what would let me ask you this: What would happen then with the ring? Because I would feel weird, uh, <sighs> you know, asking my boyfriend to to get a ring or encouraging him to get a ring, and then only for me to propose to him like that. That to me sounds like a little. Uh, I don't know. Put upon like you're you're for, like you're forcing yourself. <laughs> I think you're forcing yourself on someone. I, yeah, I mean that. Well, you're forcing them to, to drop a lot of money. Uh, no, but here's the thing. I think the hardware. woman, the type of woman who is comfortable with getting down on one knee and proposing to a man, is most likely the type of woman who's also comfortable buying the rings. I don't think a woman's going to propose. I think so. I think it goes in hand. I don't think a woman's going to propose and then the say, hey, can you buy the ring? ring. Huh? Men don't wear engagement rings. They don't? They wear wedding rings. Oh, yeah. So, so what, you're going to buy an engagement ring for yourself? Myself? Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that doesn't work. You're not. That doesn't work. Well, maybe, maybe. Okay, so what about just getting engaged and not wearing a ring and then waiting for the wedding rings? See that that I wouldn't be opposed to. I mean, that, again, I like why drop sense. money on one ring that then you're not going to use if you're going to have another one? Well, you, the idea is you stack them on top of oh, each other and it's like double the Please. diamonds. Yeah, yeah, ideally if you're not a cheap ass. But I think it's I I I think it's something that I've never even thought of before, and to me, it's it's not for me. Yeah, because I would feel a little bit uh, hollow. If that mm -hmm. makes sense, you know, and then on top of that, what if, okay, what you, you better talk about it then beforehand, because what if the guy makes all these plans only to have them all spoiled when the woman proposes, Oh, you have to talk yeah. about those, those, you know, uh, roles in the relationship and how you want things to be. If you want to go completely non-traditional, uh, or if you, if you say, all right, you know, whenever you're ready, you propose. Dude. Yeah. I, I just don't know. No, I mean, listen, I don't I, know how I, to, I, how to play that. I hear you. Um, I think from a guy's point of view, you know, the idea of getting proposed to is probably going to be weird for most guys as much as it gives us this idea that we're wanted. Right. Cause ultimately yeah. that, that, which, which feels nice. And I think uh, guys kind of lack this, this like, feeling of say hey my you know my woman wants me but uh when it comes to the dynamic and the ring and if you want to ring you know again i think it comes back to no traditional couple will do that it has to be a couple that's been already yeah, so if you're going to go non-traditional go non-traditional start to finish then yeah. you don't include rings in the engagement yeah they're probably save it for the wedding exactly it's yeah. it's i think it's different type of people and they probably don't care about all the traditions and yes, yeah, so also by the way, they're they're each they're each changing their names, which I think is fucking fabulous. Um, uh, the woman proposes. Well, they're both they're hyphenating. They're gonna hyphenate. So how name. does that sound? You have both names. So for example, I would be Jennifer Lammers Keller. Okay, and he would be. And he would be Jared Lammers Keller, Keller 
or okay. Jared. Yeah, it, it would be the same thing. I think it'd be uniform. I don't think it would be like, you know, you'd switch off. But that you can do it as much. They have kids. You can do it if the men proposes, right? That doesn't change anything, right? Yeah. I mean, that's also an option. Yeah. I just, I, but that, see, that part of it, I agree with. Only it, it is confusing, but I agree with it in that it's always up to the woman. See, that, that to me is like, a screaming example of the idea that when a woman gets married, she has to give of herself. Like she's the one who's got to make those sacrifices and make that big change because she's, she is owned, so to speak, by the man. You take the man's name. Yeah, but you agree well, to it. Yeah, but, but you don't have to, is what I'm saying. You don't have to. But so that's part if of that. You rethink that, it. So that's exactly part of the mentality. It's like, yeah. You, you say you say you want a traditional man and it meant to 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 propose to you, which is somewhat traditional. Yeah. Then you don't want to obey the traditional rules of changing your name. No, I would change yeah. my name. Oh. I would change my name. Um, and I don't have a just so we, we're clear. I don't take issue with that. I'm saying that's what it's rooted in. Like it's rooted. The whole name change is rooted in the issue of of female subjugation and like you know the man kind of uh, the woman is the property of the man. That's yeah. what it's rooted in. Um, that's not to say. I, to me, I want to keep it easy. It's going to be complicated complicated enough because I'm not going to change my name, my my maiden name for TV. So yeah. legally, I would be Jennifer Keller, but on TV, I would still be Jennifer Lammers. Mm -hmm. So I I I'm not the kind of person who's going to read into it. I'm not up for making any kind of like grandiose, you know, societal statements with my marriage. Yeah, but for her that she is, and I I, I do applaud that. Um, because that's like a complete and total rethinking of of how we go about marriage. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I'm still questioning marriage on a daily basis and <laughs> what the what's the point of it. So, you know, if you think about it, if marriage didn't exist, we wouldn't be having these. Oh my God, who should propose? If it's right, if the woman proposes, the man proposes. It's just like, yeah, but. Oh man, I don't know. I I, I do think there's got to be some kind of. <sighs> you have to have some kind of rules, um, and not that marriage is a rule, but like otherwise, then we can just be free people and do come and go as we please and do whatever we want and break hearts and move along and leave kids confused and like who's my daddy and you know, <laughs> like there's gotta be gotta have some obligation to something. You know, I mean, even with these rules, you got a ton of kids that are like, I don't know who my daddy is. So <laughs> those rules clearly. That's why Maury Povich has been in business for the last, you know, like yeah. eight years. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, it's just, I don't think marriage and all that stuff changed anything. It's just the person that you're with. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that, but, but listen, like to, to, to Becca and to, to Thomas, I, I applaud both of them for going that route and, and, ex, and exploring those options. When a lot of people would choose not to. Yeah, man. You know what? Maybe they'll find a way to make it work and it might inspire more more, yeah. uh, more, more women to do it. Um, it it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think would, is courageous of her to do. And I think uh, I'd be interested to see how, how, it, how it plays out in terms of like, how do they do it? Like, do they do engagement ring? Do they not do engagement ring? tell you something i remember whenever i got divorced changing my married name back to my maiden name was okay. an utter ass ache really? it really was like standing in line again at the dmv like you have to present all these documents then like the court decree uh 
you know, with it, where the judge signs off on you changing your maiden name back. Like they ha you have to show so much proof. And I was just thinking to myself, my ex-husband doesn't have to do any of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's why I kind of, I really do love the idea of both people having to change their name. It's a small step. <laughs> it's a small step for man, but a big step for womankind, I guess. What, what about nobody changes their name? Yeah, that's something else. Why are we changing our names? Yes. What why, about, why yeah. can't we just keep our keep our just original it, names? You you could you could technically no get married and still be called Jennifer. I Knight. think so. I think so. Right? Might, might as well do that, no? Might as well. That way you don't have to change anything. Yeah, at all. I mean, if you really think about yeah, it, like, do that, it, Julian. I'm not kidding. In the like in the grand like when you look at life, I think this is so meaningless. What, the, the conversation about changing your name? Yeah. It's like life itself, right? Sometimes. Oh, God. oh shit. Did you, it, I'm like, did, I'm you like, smoke, did you smoke like, weed before this podcast? <laughs> no, but I did yesterday, so I get inspired. <laughs> but like when you think about all this, it's just like we're just here to live when you really and think then, And then what do we do? We're just on this, on this big blue dot. Yeah. So why are we having all these? Goddamn rules. Why do we even have a podcast? Why do we have a podcast? Why are we why do we have to live better and make some money? It's about living better, not harder. Yeah. Ah, there he goes. That should be a new tagline. Live better, not harder. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, there's something that changed for me in the last few weeks. I don't know what. Uh -oh. I've been turned off by kids. What do you mean? I've always was looking forward to having a kid. And I think I'm seeing some of my friends dealing with their kids. And I'm like, I hate them. I'm just Come like, over and meet my little muffin. You're not, you're not going to be turned off from kids. It's not about kids. I, I think it's, I, I get turned off by how the parents become. Well, that's, that's the, listen, you, you are only, you can only be as crazy as you drive yourself. That's it. If, if you want to let it get to you, um, then okay. And also, by the way, like, even before you felt this way about kids, parents were still parents. It's just maybe now you're getting a, a, a bigger slice of it because they're complaining to you. It's not, com not, not even complaining to me. It's not about complaining to me. It's like, it's like if we're all at dinner and the kid is having dinner with us and you're trying to have a conversation with one of the parents, it's impossible. You can't. It is yeah. impossible. Yeah, you're. Yeah, well, it's yeah, because you like, have... oh, this the, this little fucking human needs so much attention constantly. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think me as a person, I have enough compassion to be not look at my baby and be like, shut the fuck up. Let me talk. Every dad says shut Let the me- fuck up, by the way. Every every dad has looked their baby dead in the eyes and it says, shut the fuck up. Like yeah, I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> I realize I definitely don't want to do it. I still well, want maybe to not right now. Play my PS4. Maybe maybe like once you've accomplished some things that you want to accomplish. That way you won't feel resentful about anything because I will say this. Yeah. Like Ethan has changed my life completely. Like I don't, my free time is not free time anymore. Yeah. I have no free time. I go from, you know, full-time job straight to being a mom at home. And that, and you know, that's like every day until around six or seven at night. It's only going to get worse because the older he gets, the more he's going to want to stay up. And then what happens after when he goes to bed, you turn into what? And then I just drink. (laughs) Wow. So no, man uh, is fully forgotten. I, I actually, no, I don't drink. Um, I really don't. I haven't had a glass of wine in weeks. Um, but, but it's, hey, let me say something from a what? man's point of view. It's crazy. You say, all I do is work. And then I turn into a mom. You never yeah. turn into a wife or into a girlfriend. <sighs> going to have to have that conversation with Jared because he's, uh, you're going to lose yeah. him. No, no. We're, sh- we're hey, hey, babe, we're how- shopping. We're ring shopping. I hear you, but this is how divorce and cheating happen. Oh yeah, no, babies definitely because are like the number one cause of divorce. It's I, not I would babies, have. it's it's women. It's not wh- what? Yeah, it's women and it parents. It's not women. It's it's, it's it not it's, women. It is moms becoming moms and forgetting to be wives or girlfriends, and you it have is no dads oh. dads and forgetting <laughs> to be lovers. You have no idea. First of all, as a childless man, as a childless man, you cannot say those words because once you're a mom, it's, it's kind of like, um, you, you have, first of all, you have no choice and the bond that you feel with your baby is something that you can't explain to anybody else. It is a physical, chemical, emotional bond that you really have no control over. So okay. like, um, I don't even think, even if I had the chance, I I would not be bonded with with this baby. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it's something that happens because you want to happen, but it's also something that you have no control over. And 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 for the woman to be wrapped up in that, at least for the first few months, I mean, you have to understand that that's something that is just like that's that's nature working itself out. I hear you, but from a couple standpoint. The man turns from lover to worker and dad. The mother turns from lover to worker and mom. There's no more lover relationship between your couple. How can this couple work? So you might be great parents. I I hear you, but most relationship, that's what it is. I've seen it with my dad and his girl. My dad's girlfriend was everything he wanted. And then as soon as she had her baby, she forgot to be a woman. And all she did was be a mom. And then what happened? Three, four yeah, years later. Listen, listen, yeah, uh-uh. No, I don't like when you say that, Julian, because because she forgot how to be a woman. A being a woman is being a mother. She it's, forgot how to be a wife then. The, so what does it mean to be a wife? It means to, it mean to, be, to have a relationship with your partner other than motherhood. Because so, your, your attention shifts from your man to your baby. There's nothing left for the man. And vice versa. The man's attention shifts from the baby and work. 
But I feel like I feel like when you say that, there's like judgment and blame that you're imposing upon the woman. And and, and that's not fair because we as the women, we're the ones who get overtouched. We're the ones who get grabbed on. We're the ones who who get overtouched as far as like we're providing food for our babies. So yeah, like wanting to be touched in that way outside of that is not something we're interested in. It's just not. And like we're and the ones who have to get up and feed the baby at all hours of the night. We're the ones who whose bodies go through fucking hell to have a baby, like gaining all this weight and then being expected to lose it all uh, right away and look good for our men. But you did it, and to be sexually desirable. Yeah, it didn't come without emotional trauma, though. Let me tell you, I, I, I hated my, also, I hated the way I looked whenever I looked in the mirror. And I I'll know. just tell you this: no, you're fine. Let's go again, it goes both ways. That's what I'm saying. The men shouldn't also let themselves go as soon as they have a baby. They should say, sure, but, but see, like I, I think a little bit of compassion would go a long way. Like, yeah, I mean, the the man's going to be exhausted. He's not going to feel like going to the gym at all. Um, and by the way, I think any man who's like ripped to shreds after they have a newborn, you're not, you're not. You're just not there for your kid. You're just straight up not unless you were in killer shape beforehand. Um, because I know that Jared, he he was up all night, every single night while I was recovering from surgery. He did not have a, a spare second to get to the gym, to focus on himself, to eat properly. So it, it maxes out both parties. If I mean, you're an attentive father, it maxes out both people. I understand. I'm not talking about three months post postnatum. I'm talking about your your kid is one. You guys have this thing figured out. And I, I still think that, and again, it's easier for me to say because I'm not in your shoes, but just seeing at successful long-term relationships and the one that breaks, it's always the same thing. It's always the same CD that plays. It's always... No, well, I, I, I do agree that that know, is not sex anymore from a yeah, man or from yeah. a woman's point of view. But so I'm glad I'm know. glad that you're saying that because I feel like that conversation is the reason that people split up because for some reason you have a baby and and your world is turned upside down and you are expected to think, well, no, things should be normal. I should have a sex drive. Let me tell you something. All the moms that I've talked to who, and this, we're talking like six months, even sometimes a year out from, from delivery, they still don't have their sex drive back. Uh, the ones that's I spoke to, I that's a very to normal thing more than before. Yeah, that's a very normal thing to go through. But I think if we normalize that and understand that there are different ways to navigate around that and have a little bit of patience with it, then maybe you'll see some marriages save themselves because that's the issue, right? Like intimacy is, it becomes a big problem after delivery. So I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I feel like, people. because again, like we have couples, not everyone's, couples yeah, not everyone's that, the have, same. that have kids and they still, the kids two or one and the, they still have sex three times a week. Yeah. Still going yeah. strong. So every, and, every, every, everybody's well, different. Yeah. And everyone's different. Everyone's different. But I do think there are way more women uh, who lose their sex drive completely after, after uh, delivery than are admitting to it. Because there oh, is, uh, yeah, and because I'll tell you this, like for the longest time, I don't want to say anything to Jared because I was really worried about what he would say. Like, would he feel like this is a hopeless situation now? Like what, what's going to, what's going to happen to our relationship? You go into like panic mode and self-preservation mode because you're thinking like, oh shit, I don't want him to think that this is like the end of our, of our sex life because I had a baby. And now like for some reason, I just don't have that anymore. Like, it's really hard for women to go through. 
No, but again, there's, and I think there's multiple aspects to that. You have the sex part, but you have also just the relationship part. Yeah. I mean, can you agree that turning fully into a mom and forgetting to be a lover and turning fully into a dad and forgetting to be a lover to your wife mm-hmm. is an issue? Oh, it's a, no. it's a thousand percent an issue. Now, yes. can you, can, now, do you have control over it? For example, if we take you, I understand that uh, you have your baby. It's like this incredible bond and that's all you want to do. And it's just nature. But I do feel like it's important to remind yourself that yes, you have a baby, but you also have, and I'm only talking to you because you're a woman. <clears throat> you also have a man who's with you doing this that also needs attention. And him yeah. too. He also needs to know that yes, his, he's a dad. He needs to provide. It's work and baby. It's work and baby. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. also needs to be here and also needs to be a lover. Yeah, I think I think it's something that, you know, if anybody who's listening to this, I encourage them to have that conversation with their partner. I really, really do. If you don't, then you're headed towards bigger, bigger problems down the road. Yeah. Uh, the less you talk about it, the bigger the, the problem's going to become. I think, sure. that, I think that once I started talking to Jared about like m- those kinds of feelings, like I don't want you to panic about this, but like I'm just not in the mood anymore. Nothing, nothing about the way that I feel about you, the love that I have for you has changed. If anything, it's grown. Um, but it's just like, it's real hard when you look in the mirror and your body looks different and you feel like you are in, living in somebody else's skin. Yeah. And I, there's no timetable on when that feeling goes away. For me, it's still going away. I still, I, I might look like I did before pregnancy, but I still don't feel, don't feel like it. I do. So then um, how do you balance that? Because how, when is a good time for the man to be, I understand it, but yeah. it's been four months and I haven't been intimate with the mother of my child that I'm, yeah. that I want. So where where do you draw the line as in you as a person respect how you feel and the fact that you don't want to necessarily be touched or be intimate with your partner, but also understand that your partner needs that from you? Yeah. Where, where do you draw the line? Because a lot of it, and a lot of it isn't necessarily about sexual gratification for a man. It's about like feeling desired yeah. by their partner, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but So there are other ways you can express desire for somebody um, without sex being on the table. And I'm talking about the sexual desire. Then how do you, for a man, obviously it is easier. The man doesn't go through the changes and the man is just, you know, that's just, it's not just, yeah. I wish I could say it was just like tied strictly to the way you look at the way you feel about yourself. When you look at yourself in the mirror, it's not that it's something deeper than that. Um, and, and truth be told, this is something that I'm still like a little worried about and still exploring and like reading into, there's not much material out there about it, but I know there's a lot of women who have these conversations and they just kind of sit on their hands and like wait, wait it out and, and pray that it comes back. Um, and it's coming back in like in, in spurts, like, okay, but not nearly what it was before. And I, I, I have heard a lot of, you know, a lot of Jared's friends, a lot of his dad friends have the same complaints and, and they get really frustrated and depressed and down on themselves because they feel like there's no like spark or desire or, mm-hmm. or anything like that anymore. So, so, okay, so what's the solution? Because you have to admit that as much as it's not the woman's fault, it's also a terrible situation to be in. Because it's not the woman's fault doesn't mean it's not a problem. I get that. Sure. Yeah. But so how, how do you, how, how do we deal with that? 
I think the best way to deal with it would be to just keep on talking it through. And like what Jared and I have done, um, ha, you know, I've, I, first of all, like I know that a big part of my self-esteem is tied in with the way I look like sexual mm -hmm. self-esteem, whatever. Um, I want to feel desirable. So I've been working out more and like watching what I've, what I've been eating. So whatever kind of makes you feel like your old self, whatever that might take, if it, if it's, I don't know, um, therapy, if it's, uh, being outside, like wh whatever it takes to get you back to your original headspace might be like the first baby step in getting back to how you were sexually before you got pregnant and, and, and delivered. I, I think it's just, it's just an incredibly difficult time for a couple. I, I, I heard something like 70% and I don't even know if this is true, but you hear that. One of the books that I read uh -huh. um, said something like 70% of divorces happen because of, of babies, essentially. Like that, that first surprised. year. I'm not that surprised. first year is just it, incredibly difficult. And it describes exactly what I'm saying. It has to, it has to come from that. It has to come that. There, yes, because there's a major, major disconnect. There's a huge there's a major shift, like you said, right? Yeah, it's a but life you, shift. The woman turns into a mother. Yeah. Right. So as a man, you do, your identity now is like, so, so for, yeah, for example, I, I'll tell you this. I went out with my girlfriends until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was like, what, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. And it was with a friend who I hadn't seen in forever. It was just one of those like magical nights where everybody was like in the mood to, to go out and stay out, yeah. went to a diner and, you know, for a couple of hours that ate up a, a big part of the night. So, you know, I came back and yeah, I was like still drunk. Definitely. Woke up the next morning at 7.30 when Ethan starts crying, was still a little buzzed. Yeah. And I I got some, I got a little shady face from uh, from Jared the next day, you know? And it's almost like, you can't be doing that anymore because you're a mom. I don't, um, that. I don't think so. I, I would, partner. He covers for you for you to have fun. He did. And he did. He covered. Yeah. He's like, I don't have a problem going out. out going out into going out with your girlfriends. He's like, but you know, like four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I get it. I didn't even, I barely did that whenever I, before I had kids, yeah. but, but you know, there's like, there is, there's an identity shift that goes on when you do become a mother. Um, but you, you also have to remind yourself, like, that doesn't mean that your life is over. That doesn't mean that, you know, you can't do things that you once used to enjoy. Um, no, so just like, think about this, right? You, so think about you are with a man for about, let's say two years. This man has a relationship with you, right? You have, you guys have a relationship and usually, you know, the main person is your man, right? So it's like, you, it's like, it's for him. It's like, oh, we, we have dinner. We do this, you know, in a couple, the man does stuff for his woman and the woman does stuff for the man. Right. And then you have regular sex and it's all like all about this. All of a sudden within that relationship, you take it out. So now there's nothing for the man anymore. Right. The entire attention has been focused on the child. Obviously, that will take a toll on. And I'm only talking because you're a woman. I'm a guy. So I'm talking from a guy's point of view. It's going to take a toll. It'd be like it was about me for like you're about taking years, seconds, like back burner to the baby. And now and now I understand we have a baby and it should be about 70 percent baby, but there's not even 30 percent me. It's 100 percent baby. And I, well, think I think there's, I think there's a responsibility on the woman's part too, on the mother's part to, to not, you, I mean, you, you do, you still have to, you can't, 
you can't abscond your responsibilities as as a wife or a girlfriend as well. I mean, yeah, you have to be present for your partner. Like, it, that's if what I was saying. But then you're looking at me like, what? Crazy. No, I'm, no, it was the way. It was because you said it's always the woman. It's the woman's fault. Uh, the woman, you know, forgets that she's a wife. And it so, is. I told you the man yeah. does the same thing because also yeah. just like you, the woman has to like be all about the kid. The man, usually speaking, in a more you're working, so it's different. But and usually the man has to be about providing, and now his his yeah. brain is about providing to. So that's exactly two, yeah yes two, two people now. So all yeah. his focus is work, work, work. Yeah. So the woman feels left out as well, equally uh, in some out. way. In some way, I mean, I can't speak for all women, but I will say, I will say that. You know, I, I, pregnancy was the, was by far the toughest, the biggest, the biggest shift and the toughest thing that I've ever gone through physically. Um, so I will say that, like, I know that Jared's got to do what he's got to do to get by, to mm -hmm. provide. Um, I know that he has to work like weekends and overnights and, you know, he was working three at three different hospitals at one point, uh, yeah. to make more money. To so yeah, so I get that. Even though we don't spend that much time together, I still understand that like this is just these are the sacrifices that we now have to make because we are parents. Even though it wasn't anything that we had planned on and kids weren't even a conversation before we had Ethan. But like this is the reality of it. And this is what both of us have to do because because both of us and we both agreed number one priority is Ethan, number two priority is is us. We're going to be just fine. But the number one priority is just getting Ethan to where he needs to be to, to set him up for a, a happy, healthy childhood. You know, yeah. this is a, this is after that different conversation. But like is is a home for a kid better if the parent, the relationship's parents is strong? You know, some people could argue yeah. we put ourselves first as lovers because our bond is and how in love we are with each other is what makes this home a happy place for our kid. And right. so many people will say we put our kid first because it's them before everything. And we will deal with that after it's, eh, I that's don't know. a really good question. And I, 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 I could talk about that for a, a whole, a whole other, a whole other episode. We, we can, but I always come back to close it up. I always come back with when I look at my dad's latest girlfriend before she had a kid and after it's like it's it's gonna sound so bad but it feels like he got scammed like yeah. it's insane it was you know the gym before the makeup great hair the nails constantly done all that stuff once the baby arrived and still years later nothing if it's years later that that could be a problem you know the same way nothing. like if the guy you know turns into like a, a fat slob you know what i mean like yeah, after after you're married for a few years and and like okay well what it about goes both ways. it goes both ways it goes both ways yeah, exactly absolutely. absolutely so so yeah no i i think that's a problem but the, i'm just saying the first the first the first year buckle up because the, there are no rules and you just have you're literally treading water at that yeah, point so i'm definitely not ready for this i thought i was <laughs> but i'm definitely not ready for this Move from baby for a few hours <laughs> thank you so much he's a fucking angel all right uh, until next time. All right. A Huda Media Production.